Hello and welcome to the latest episode of All The Overs. I'm Cheese and I'm joined by the lovely Owen. Hello. Terry couldn't make it today so you're just left with uh, a duo of dulcet tones uh, <laughs> this evening. We're currently recording in a very sunny Shenfield. So the cul-de-sac. It's our first one outside isn't it? It is an outdoors uh, pod but I quite like it. Yeah, so apologies for any honking horns there. We're by a train station. So. Alright, yeah. let's crack on. Yeah, let's talk about. Let's start with Somerset. That's yeah. where we left the the last one. Solid win. Yeah, I mean, I was a bit nervous going to that match. I thought, you know, Somerset are undefeated. We need to win this one to main, you know, keep in the title race. Because if I think of, I can't remember the title. The, if we would have been lost, the gap would have been quite large. I think we were about. At one point, we were about 40 points behind everyone, weren't we? We were about third or fourth in the table. With that weird world, there's no game for nine days, isn't it? Everyone has kind of stolen a march on us. And I think, yeah, if we'd have lost that game, we wouldn't be talking in such positivity yeah. about the championship as we are doing now, especially given like the later results that we're going to move on to. Yeah, true. But I thought, because I went down for the, um, what it turned out to be the final session for the Somerset match, and it just... I mean, on the, on the podcast, Terry and I were talking about how we just think it was, it was going to be a bowler's game. Somerset is similar to us, top bowlers storming it, and then the batting's a bit, a bit, a bit left side to be desired. And I think, oh, just, oh, we just won the bowl, the bowl out. Um, and I, it, uh, Aaron Beard just looked incredible. I mean, the last, for the last wicket, he, looked, he saw that he snapped the stumping off. Oh, really? Yeah. That is so, always a and pleasure. That's, that's pace. I do, I do find that really satisfying when it hits the stumps and it snaps it. It's yeah. like, quite rare these days, isn't it? It's it is. quite a lot. I guess stumps have moved on in technology. I think, don't they have, a, there's at least one cam, like stump camera in a lot of them now. And I think there's generally two. So they're quite sturdy and don't snap as well. Yeah, I'm not sure which one. I know that on the, um, the internationals, they swapped them in the last wicket so that if people run on the pitch, they get nicked. But yeah. Ah. Yeah, one is mic'd up, yeah. Which is how you get the noise from the, uh, if you watch those videos online. Yeah, and you can hear like the wicket keepers yeah, talking yeah. and the, that's always a nice touch. Yeah, but I thought it was just a really, really good performance all round. I mean, once I, you got the scorecard, I think our batting, you know, wasn't... Batting wasn't great. I mean, you, Cook's knock is standard Cook, I think. I think the start of the season, we had a lot of questions about Cook. Does he want it anymore? Does he really care? But now he's sort of, he's found this groove and it's back to that sort of, Sunday stroll batting for him <laughs> quite often. Yeah, he does seem to be that linchpin at the top of the order. Whether it's because there's that sort of target now with the the title potentially, like yeah. we're in the mix, and he's like, well, actually, yeah, yeah, I can I can steer us here now. Um, so he obviously got eighty. Also, I don't think we've ever mentioned about this. It's his first time ever since him being Essex. He had the winter off. That's true because he's always been on tour. Yeah, and before that, even with the juniors, he would have been doing um, winter nets and winter academy. You know, because the kids they want to keep. They just when you are coming to the ranks, you're playing cricket non-stop. Non-stop. Yeah. Um, so he'd been the first time he's had a winter. He went to do commentary over in uh, the Caribbean, didn't he? So you never know. Maybe that just it took a you know, took a while to get the joints working again. I'm sure he seems like a very fit man. But. Yeah, I'm sure he's not like past his best to um, season up just but yet. You remember but remember that. But even. So obviously, in the olden days, olden days, 10, 15 years ago, there's only the elite cricketers played during the winter. 
and those could get like, and then a few people get to play Australia, but now have all these T20 franchises, even like Bangladesh. It's, it's, it's pretty much all year round, so isn't it? Cooks, cooks come in after sitting around in a commentary box for winter, and then come in and you had bowlers who had not stopped bowling, other batters had not stopped batting, fielders had not stopped, um, you know, sharpening their, their skills. So it might be, it be that day, it took, just took a while to get That's a very fair point. Um, yeah, so the rest of the scores, apart from Cooks, weren't really anything to write home about. I think Cook, Cook, I think Cook won us, I mean, they were going to talk about Palmer and stuff, but Cook won us the match. You put his two uh, inning scores together, take those out, and you've got a very, very weak total. You take those out, and we're in a lot of trouble. So Brown posted 29, Westby posted 36, then the next highest was Weeter at 21, and pretty much everyone else got 10 or under. <laughs> we had a time a few weeks ago we were talking about like we're looking at it's like looking at village cricket scorecards. Yeah and it, it, it reminds me back of like the division one like um, the one day cup when we were talking about Chopra and Chopra would come in smash his 100 and everyone else was getting like 12 or, or 6 and it's just <laughs> like where, where's that like team effort to, to make this a bit better. Um, but with the ball though, we were absolutely on fire. Porter with the first innings, like his figures of 19 overs, three maidens, five for 51, and Beard with five overs, four wickets for 23, which is yeah. pretty sensational. I think we're starting to see Andre Nell's coaching coming through now. Um, you know, that he's only he only started right at the end of the season, didn't he? So he didn't have like a winter with them, I believe. But I think, I think with the fact that everyone's firing on all cylinders now, the bowling department, that if it's Andre Nels, you, whatever he's doing with them behind the scenes, it's it is really working. Coming, yeah, um, they're all looking faster. They're looking sharp as well, and it's it's interesting that, especially players like Beard, who at the start of the season we were talking about Cook and what he's going to bring, and Beard was in the conversation, but he wasn't necessarily like the first name in the four that we were yeah. talking about as our sharp bowlers, and now he's really coming into his own he's got a new contract which makes my rumour from the pub look ridiculous it does look a little bit ridiculous <laughs> but you know there's no smoke without fire he yeah, might have true. played the old oh, I'm thinking about Garion to get that yeah, little yeah. bit more on the new contract that's coming <laughs> um, but the, the bowling was just sensational and even the, the second innings for Somerset you look at the scores and the amount of zeros or scores under like 10 yeah. it, it's superb and we'll talk about like Porter and Harmer and everyone else like when we talk about Nottinghamshire as well but yeah. the second innings it was a much more like shared bowling performance yeah. as well like everyone chipped in with a couple of wickets and there was a good like team dynamic to that performance mm-hmm. and that's put us right back in it yeah like that was the one you go we've beaten the undefeated team things are doing really well for us in the Red Bull format and we've yeah. sort of completely forgotten the blip of the, the one day cup yeah, I mean, I think, I think if, we, if we did this podcast a few years ago, we would have been talking about the blip of the Canada Championship and talking focusing on the one-day stuff, whereas Essex now seems to be, if they're a four-day team and our limited over stuff, we'll just, uh, yeah, just enjoy it, but let's not get our hopes too high. I quite like that attitude as well, especially with the 100 coming. I'd rather we become a specialist four-day team that it's almost like the pride of the region and we will yeah. call that like the southeast rather than just Essex like yeah, let's yeah. expand that out and say you know 
that, that Middlesex and Surrey should be aiming to have our kind of county championship yeah. returns and then the limited over stuff and 100 ball stuff disassociate yourself not completely because obviously you want your players to do well and you want to have success all the way throughout the, money, the reality of Monday sport is that crowds come in with T20s I think yeah we were talking earlier about how we watch it for enjoyment but we don't yeah. necessarily care about the result it's just yeah, I like to win but if we lose I don't feel that bad by it so Somerset was Sterling and then we followed that up with a really really solid performance oh, smashing it. and then so my plan was I was I got some stuff prepared about our batting performances but it sort of put me sort of silenced me a bit on that because it was, a, it was a that was a total cricket performance batting was on fire bowling was on fire it, it was just top draw like you limit the, the early score so they only posted like just over 200 in the first innings which is very achievable when you're, you're batting second like you think that's a score I can make and that's a score that we can build on quite heavily yeah. you know there's potential to set up that big score to get the innings defeat and then you all of a sudden you've got a huge like margin of victory with the points and to do that with Porter and Siddle and Beard just ripping through them was just top draw yeah you know Siddle's economy was under two <laughs> and it's just like that is Absolutely sensational. It is, yeah. It, it, it was just, I think, the whole. Uh, I mean, I was planning it up on Sunday, but it, I just, you know, work got involved in the way and stuff. But I thought it was, it was a brilliant all round performance by Essex, and i uh, really, really pleased to have Nick Brown finally get a, a proper big score. And Ravi Pahara joined him with another with 100 as well. They are, yeah. Confidence must be riding so high now in changing room. They're the two like standout scores. Like Brown gets 163. His first century for what, two years since like we yeah, won the, years, yeah. the county championship. Like absolutely phenomenal. And then Bapara comes in in the middle, gets another hundred, and it that just sets up the innings total. Like yeah. if you don't get that score and you've you've got like a 100, 115 kind of lead, mm-hmm. you kind of think, oh, I've got bat again. But when you've got that huge margin, the bowlers must be so fired up thinking. Yeah. I can do this. We can... Even what we were saying in defensive field, you just go all out attack. Yeah. And our bowlers would just revel in that. Not, not worry, but if you get hit, you get the odd nick for a boundary or hit for a hit for four, who cares? You know, when, like, um, going, going back to the Somerset game, uh, when Harmer was on, he was getting hit for the odd six. They just, they just, every time he just got the ball slightly off, put it in the slot, he just went over the um, Tom Pierce stand. But you got such a nice lead that you don't really care it doesn't matter you yeah. want them playing those shots because that's how they get out yeah yeah and then yeah you look at not second innings it starts slowly there's no scores above 40 it just really highlights and reinforces how good a job the bowlers did and then I'm looking at Harmer's figures so Harmer bowled 40 overs he had 24 maidens <laughs> and then he got four wickets for 35 runs it gives his economy at 0.87 like <laughs> That is just it's, disc- cricket, it's yeah. just disgusting to to have that kind of return. Especially um, as um, Nottingham should never weak side. They had two international players in, in the team. They're not like a terrible team, but to have that kind of economy yeah. off that many amount of over. And I know like some of it would have been them going slow to try and salvage something out of the game yeah. and this that and the other. So of course like some overs are going to look better than the others, but to have that level of consistency across. Um, the whole innings is just yeah. unreal. But we were talking about paper in the cracks, weren't we, on the way, on the way here? 
and on the last podcast I promised a new spreadsheet and I delivered a new spreadsheet so then into quartile ranges the point we're doing this is um, so you take out when they've had a bit of a mare and so into quartile ranges the cheese will explain quickly what they are. I'm not going to explain that you're okay. the best man my friend <laughs> this guy's a mess degree um so just what we do is you just take the middle, if you split their, um, total, all their scores into, into uh, four quarters, you take the worst out and you take the best out. And so you've got what basically was their, their most common scores are left in the middle. And I've taken the top um, five batsmen, so Cook, Brown, Wesley, Lawrence, Rapara and Tendiscarta. And last time we looked at the averages and I, was, I, I had the belief when I looked at those that they seemed artificially high because as someone who follows every single game having averages say for instance that uh, you've got here the, the season average so far is that Brown's on 34 as Cook's averaging 45 Tom Wesley 29 Dan Lawrence 34 Ravi Parra 58 and Tenderscar to 22 I thought some of those that seemed artificially high that they're being slightly inflated by just the fact that a couple of those players have got scored big hundreds so we take out their their one-off amazing performance to take off when they've had a bit of a nightmare and got out for two or three runs. You're left with the most common ones, and it, everything goes down a bit. So you've got um, Nick Brown. His mode, almost common one, is down 23. Alice Cook's on 32. Tom Wesley, 24. And bear in mind, what would you say is uh, for a top batsman? 36? You'd want to be hitting. You'd want to be hitting thirty-five plus. I think. I think that's fair. Yeah. So you got Anthony Cook's below that on thirty-two. Tom Wesley's well below that on twenty-four. Dan Lawrence is below that on thirty-one. Ravi Parr is pretty decent still. He's on forty-three. That's I think. Decent. I think people forget how good a player he is. Um, and then Tender Scarter goes all the way down to twelve. I was just about to say, like, you look at the Knotts performance and you go, "That's a huge score, two hundreds, like or one fifties almost." Sign of a, a strong batting lineup, but it's it's just not true. It, it's almost the exception rather than the rule. Yeah. And you look at that middle order, so from sort of Wesley down to Bapara, where you, which would include like Lawrence, Tendo. Uh, sometimes they switch them, maybe, and probably Weeter actually. So that section of the yeah. the batting, the scores are never what they need to be. Like Bapara is the linchpin and if he's on form he yeah. goes on for the score and he's done a few good knocks this season but there's a few names especially like Tendo and Wheater where you're just thinking you're not there like yeah, yeah. it's not come together to get those like runs and you're not performing with the bat do you think Tendo's a good enough captain for him to keep his place but just based on captain I think so I think he brings a lot to the team think he he's got the experience of actually leading them to a yeah. championship and there's a lot that can be said for that I think he's another one though that we could be sort of in a, a brown patch right. where he has a long period of underperforming say because brown so far we've mentioned on a couple of podcasts we've sort of gone you're not in the mix for yeah, being well, a good opener I'm, I mean every every time you proved wrong this week, but every time the teams announce, I'm always expecting Chopper's name to be in there. I know Chopper's now gone out on loan, hasn't he, for the to get some championship experience in Division Two, which shows that obviously got complete faith in uh, Nick Brown. Yeah, um, but we don't see what goes on training, do we? So that's it. We only get we only get those four days. Yeah. To to measure it on, and of that, they're out there for 
two at best. Yeah. Um, it's it's a tough one to measure, and I think we could be in a, a sort of a fallow period for for Tendo. But then, if he hits the match winning hundred against Somerset at the end of the season, does it matter? Yeah, but he seems, he seems to be someone that like, when the chips are down, he put captain's innings in, like against Surrey. You know, we weren't weren't going weren't going very well, and he gets hundred and thirty just to just to get you know to give us a chance to get in the draw. And then going to the One Day Cup again with that summer, that disaster against Somerset away, and he came in and just stopped it being. It was a bad loss, but it wasn't humiliating because yeah. he put uh, a decent few runs on the board. Uh, so I just maybe he's just one of those people that he thrives on pressure. And if he's not there, like if you've got Brown and Bapara already scoring centuries, he's like, you know, I'll, I'll give it a go because he t- he started against Nottinghamshire. He just started teeing off. Oh really? The second ball, bang, uh, one bounce four. So yeah. I think I, he he maybe just he just needs that like it could well against be. the wall stuff and then that the tennis cards will come out. But he seems to have like um, a very good cricketing brain in terms of like match awareness and yeah. what needs to be done when. And we saw it with some of the one day stuff. He took a few gambles that you know he rolled the dice. Sometimes it didn't pay off. Sometimes it did. But he's one of those I think you have to have in the squad because he's got the now to like see you over the line to, yeah. to win games but I wouldn't be surprised if like at the end of the one day cup season we start rotating people yeah yeah suddenly Tendo say misses the game against Kent I don't think we've played Kent twice I think we've still got another fixture against Kent yeah yeah we've got- um, so some of those not lesser games, but you know how I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. in terms of importance, and well, I don't think there are any more. Because Somerset, the problem. I was really over the moon with the Nottinghamshire, but the whole performance, the fact we beat by beaten by an innings and stuff, and really good performance. And then you go and look at Somerset, and they're smashing it. And you're like, ah, oh, you know. Yeah, the job's not done. Yeah, I, I, I do think this might be a Chelsea, Man City, as uh, Liverpool, Man City. Where Somerset will be up the top of there, and it comes to that crunch game in the season. Somerset away, Essex smash it, and we just go five points. I would love that. Uh, I, I, I think it's been a really thrilling end of the season. I just want to see the the consistency return. So we've got two more games coming up, then the break, yeah. and then the break. So we've got Yorkshire first, which I think is a huge game. Second versus third. Yeah. We need to win that. Keep momentum. But it's not going to be easy. Like that's a, a definite yeah. challenge. But they are weakened with a lot of their players. Yeah, and it's a Chelmsford, which is a massive boom for us. Undefeated all season in yeah. the county. So. Nice, actually, I can't remember the time we. I can't remember the time we lost it at Chelmsford. Not in the county. Yeah, we had to a four-day match. Yeah, obviously one. It must day, have <laughs> remember those very well. Yeah, it must have been a while. Probably. I think maybe we've, the last two and a half seasons. I think we've lost once at home. I was going to say, I feel like the, the middle to end of last season, I'm yeah, sure we dropped blip, one. We? Obviously, 2017, home, undefeated at home. Undefeated. And 2016, the last half of the season, you know, we had that massive race to get promoted. That we were undefeated, so that's why it was two two seasons. And then probably, so I reckon it was, we went a period of two seasons. So if you take ours now, you've got a period of three seasons where we've lost once at home. It's not bad, it is Fortress Chelmsford. And that's really strange because all the brandings of the one naked. They put the white kit on. And it actually, it actually makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think 
got then we've got because the Warwickshire game's being rearranged now. So is that back? At, is that Chelmsford because um, the ground's flooded? Yeah. So that's that's first. That's covered up. And then no no games are gimme in the county championships. But given the the table and where we are and where Warwickshire are, really awesome. so they're bottom. They're on seventh. Well, not bottom. They're <laughs> seventh, but at the bottom. They're on seventy four. Not our bottom in 41, and I think that kind of showed. I know that. Um, so we, those two are coming, and they're important. We've got to keep the momentum, and we've got to finish this stretch of the county yeah. season on a high. Yeah. Because if you look at it and you go, oh, you're, you're second and you're 10 to 20 points off top, that's one win. Yeah. And not everyone's going to go like undefeated. We've dropped one. We've beat Somerset, so they've dropped one. There's probably another loss in there for both teams over the course of the season. Yeah, I also think that we've got... We need to start getting some batting bonus points. Because although we had, a, obviously, you can look on the scorecard, it's like, what a great um, uh, total against a Nottinghamshire we got. We did it very slowly, and for the latter half of that, that, that total, we didn't get the bonus points because it went beyond the 110 overs uh, you can get bonus points in. And I think... Get, you know, we know we live in Britain. You know, it it rains at strange times of the year. Yeah. Uh, so we can't guarantee four days of sunshine. You get um, that one washout yeah. and a draw. And, that's, and then suddenly the bonus points come come massive. So Somerset have got Notts next, and then they've got Yorkshire. So they kind of do it in reverse to so us. They're, they're, right, they're winning next week then. So they're winning next week, and we we might fumble. But if we beat Yorkshire and then Somerset drop points to Yorkshire. All of a sudden, yeah, yeah. the dynamic changes and people are chasing us. Yeah, and I think we kind of enjoy that. I think we kind of enjoy being the target rather than chasing. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's more. Um, there's more certainty in being the target because that uh, destiny's in your hands. Whereas at the moment, like we can win every game from now to here, but we but it's we're all based on how Somerset perform. Whereas if we if we do say it'd be great, but if if. The, all the gods align and by the T20 break we're, we're just at ten, like five points off the championship all we've got to do is win the last four games and it's ours uh, whereas I have a, my, my, my gut feeling is we'll go into the T20 break at a similar position we'll be, we'll be roughly 15 10 points behind Somerset and then that, that means that we can we've got to go all guns blazing after yeah. space, but it's in Somerset's hands oh actually we do play each other so the match the season. That is going to be the match, I think. I think it could very well potentially come down to. I'm pretty sure that's the final game of the season as well. Oh, isn't the Warwickshire going to rearrange it because of the flooded ground? Oh, uh, it might be. So they can have it back at Edgbaston. It was meant to be at Worcester's ground, wasn't it? But they flooded with the flash, the flash floods. Yeah, it. it's definitely one of the later ones. Yeah. Um, but really, like, I just want to have a good end to this stint, then ignore the T20 because given how the One Day Cup felt. I don't want to have any expectations. <laughs> well, I mean, I know, I know Terry in the last podcast was a bit annoyed that cricket's quit, so only going, not getting out of the group stage. But it's, we said in the One Day Cup, you've got we've got a harder group than the North. We do have a harder we group than got, the North. The North have got Derbyshire, Northamptonshire, Leicestershire, Durham. Obviously, since they went bankrupt, that's a lot easier group than we've got some big clubs in the South. There is, and also you've got your Surrey's and your Middlesex's. Owen Morgan. Given how, how 
terrible. <laughs> the one, like the one day stuff was not getting out of the group. I think it's perfectly fair. Like, yeah, we were just we were awful in the limited overs. <laughs> I, you know, I feel like I've still got egg on my face for saying we might get relegated from yeah. the championship because <laughs> we're now doing so well. But you just looked at the performances and you were just like, there is nothing to this team at the moment. There was yeah. no cohesion. Performances with the ball weren't great. Performances with the bat weren't great. That all seems to have completely flipped on its head, and, and we're we're hitting a real purple patch now. Yeah. Um, so we're previewing T Twenty next next podcast, aren't we? Next podcast, so we'll next go, podcast we're gonna go full go deep in. Yeah. Probably slightly longer because we'll wrap up the the county stuff that's happened in yeah. between now and then, and then yeah, real like deep look at what's doable and what's not doable. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. We need to do a bit of research for that. I think. It's a bit, I mean, we know, we know, we know we're, we're being pessimistic about it, but I, I'm looking forward to it. I've got, I've, I've bought all my tickets and stuff. I'm going to a couple of away games. You're sorting out some away games for us, aren't you? Yeah, going to try and get some Middlesex away. I think that's going to be a, a good, fun one. Yeah, well, Lords always great. Isn't it? Yeah, you can't have a bad time with Lords because if you're losing, you still at Lords. Exactly. Yeah. Just hope it doesn't rain. That's that's pretty much only one because it's like late August and hopefully the sun will still be around then. Yeah. Don't, don't, you know what British summers are like. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm looking That's forward the World to Cup's, it. Uh, proves most washouts ever. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But at the moment, I just want to do those things. You know, if we if we win the next two games, you are going to be thinking like, we really could do without a break right now. Yeah, you just want the momentum. Yeah, like, that is my concern. Is that it's coming at the wrong time. I just wish it was either a game later or a game earlier where you've still got a decent run at the end or you, you've got to a point where you know there's a clear distinction in the table yeah because we're not really talking about Yorkshire but they're not out of it by any means either no, North Hampshire really yeah you know if Yorkshire do us over and Somerset over in their next two games people are going to be talking about them <laughs> yeah, for yeah. the title and, yeah. I'll tell you they actually will talk about them for the title Somerset and uh, Essex oh we have two minnow teams exactly from, from, um, Taunton and Chelmsford no one really wants to go to whereas Yorkshire oh yeah they've got test match they've got the they test match ground we'll talk about them for a while Michael Vaughan will get plenty of articles out in the Guardian or yeah, whatever yeah. he writes for um, you've noticed that though when you listen to like the Five Live like, the county championship's never mentioned when like the non-test playing teams are winning but, oh as soon as Yorkshire start winning oh yeah start talking about Tuffers and Vaughan Oh, well. A gripe of mine for several seasons. <laughs> it's a legitimate gripe. We don't get the recognition we deserve. Yeah. But you know, like, I'm going to have no expectations about 2020. Just going to enjoy a few good weeks of hopefully sun and cricket. Yeah. Enjoy, like, the British summer. Have good like, time with everyone. And that's going to be it. It's going to hopefully yeah. just be casual party time. True. But I do I do think, going, going back to the map, because we went to away at Warwickshire and now we're home, I think. That's better in a way. We can get those because I, I think it's guaranteed two wins a chance personally. Um, I don't think anyone can beat us there. If Somerset can't beat us there, how how teams that aren't on, aren't Somerset are blazing it? Yeah, yet they really struggle with the Chelmsford. So I, I can't see other teams. Do. So we're gonna we can go into the break hopefully with extra four, another 40, uh, 40 points on the board. Yeah, I'd like to have forty points. What's the maximum? Probably like just under 50 because we're probably not going to get all the bonus points for everything yeah um, yeah. so something along those lines would some of slip up 
Yeah, and a Somerset slip up. That's like the dream. Yeah. I'd make sure jobs of catering at uh, County Van Taunton and start <laughs> slipping in Dodgy Sausages. Yeah, I was going to say, that happens at Spurs, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Not that we can condone food poisoning uh, and go in to spike our rifles. So. <laughs> Uh, every little help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. That's right, so that's some rough stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's it. Short and sweet. Um, yeah, so next week we're going to go, oh, so ne- two weeks' time, sorry. We're going to be talking about two wins at Chelmsford. Two wins at Chelmsford. And then a uh, big T20 preview um, where we're going to have, because it's like, P20's a good laugh, it's good fun, really good fun. And it also gets some mates into the, are normally into the county championship. So that's what I love about it. You've got people who are willing to give up three hours. Yeah. Enjoy some cricket, come to Chelmsford, have a good laugh. It's the accessible format, even yeah. if it's not necessarily like the purest format. Yeah. Cool. Right, see you in two weeks.